Hello and welcome to ASMR Tira de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels shares a story you may find difficult to believe, but always remember, the world is a strange place. You never know what you may find hidden in the data, lurking around the next corner, or slipping past the edge of the telescope. is a sentence set down by the courts of life plus one. I was tasked with surveying and doing a report on a group that works for the United States government called the Infinity Group. Now, I don't know how to talk about the Infinity Group except just to talk about it. I didn't go to them No, it doesn't work that way. When they found out I was to do a evaluation on their standards and practices and give an evaluation of them to the United States government, um, no sooner did I receive the assignment than I was contacted by the uh, Infinity Group that they were coming to my home I I thought I I, I really can't Um, you know I can't entertain a whole group of people in my home Um, it's it's um, it's a little awkward social situation and they said no it's okay there's only two of us there's only two people in your group it's not much of a group. And they go, well, there's only two active members in our group. Um, we'll, we'll explain it when we come to your home. I agreed. 
tentatively. Okay, we're fine. You're you're coming over. When do you think you can come over? And they go, oh, we'll, we'll be there pretty soon. We should be there within uh, the next hour. And I'm like, what is this? Does this put on? I thought maybe this was some kind of Halloween prank from my supervisors. That, you know, they send this goofy group of people to my house to just rattle my cage and I happened to be alone that day my my wife was out working and it was Halloween and I thought that this is a, this is some kind of a thing like a, you know set up to to get my goat to make fun of me to trick me somehow uh, but I you know fine you want to come over come over you know, it's it's three in the afternoon. I got trick or treaters coming at five. Can we, you know, I'd, I'd prefer you were leaving by then because my wife gets home from work. We want to do the uh, traditional trick or treating thing. I live in a nice neighborhood, and they said it won't take very long. We should be able to uh, iron things out pretty quickly. They came to my house. <laughs> That's the only way I can explain it. They came to my house, pulled in, knocked on my door, and uh, I answered it. And one of the two members of the Infinity Group were standing at the door. The other was at the back of the car. They had a Lincoln Town car, and they had popped the trunk and were getting a very large duffel bag and a uh, very large army tight duffel bag so they had these two big bags one had handles and one was like a big tall laundry duffel bag that you know army soldiers and people used to haul laundry to the laundromat and they you know shook hands with me and they drug these huge bags into my home and I okay and I was immediately taken back by the smell. Um, the The people didn't smell. Whatever they had decided to bring into my home smelled. And it smelled absolutely horrific. It was like perfume. It was like male cologne mixed with rotten food that had a deathly odor to it. I couldn't quite place it, but the, it was this weird combination of cheap drugstore perfumes placed over top of something putrid. And I said, you know, before we get any further with these two gentlemen, they were dressed very nicely, too. I said, by by all appearances, you seem very professional. Um, what's this? What did you bring into my home? And they go, well, this is what we do. This is what we do for the government of the United States of America. And you want to evaluate our work and you want to evaluate our purpose and, our, and uh, justify the expenditures for our department. Well, we figured we would just show you exactly what we do. 
And uh, if you'd like to sit down for just a moment, I only understand the smells. Uh, one of them walked over and opened the two front living room windows in my house, and they uh, said, uh, you know, it, it, you'll get used to it. Uh, it'll pass. And um, why don't we sit down and we'll talk? And I offered them coffee. Yeah, they, they had a cup of coffee. We poured it. And, you know, we were sitting there talking, making small talk, you know. Um, both were married. Um, they don't get home as much as they'd like. They, they're very, very busy. They need to bring on some new people, and that was part of the evaluation. They need to bring on another crew to kind of help out. The two of them just can't keep up with the workload. And... Uh, I noticed the bag moved like I'm sitting there pouring coffee in that duffel bag. One of those duffel bags moved and this is just unsettling. And I'm like, uh, what have I got myself into? I rubbed my ankle against the uh, coffee table in front of me to make sure I had my ankle holster on with my backup small-handled five-shot 38. And yes, I had my small backup revolver strapped to my ankle. I was a creature of habit, but normally in my home I don't have a gun on me. But something clicked in my brain, and I didn't remove it when I got home today. Thank goodness for that, because I felt a little better. But not much. I'm telling you, that bag moved. <laughs> so I turned my attention to my two guests. I said, well, why don't you explain what the purpose is of the affinity group? And I don't even know why I was tasked with it. I don't know much about your... Um, I know you're a subcontractor the United States government. You don't actually work for the United States government. You're just a subcontractor. Like Northrop Grumman, you know, an air aerospace company, or Boeing. And it just seemed kind of odd that there's only two people in your company. So they said, well, no problem. They reached inside their uh, suit jacket and pulled out a brochure. And they placed it on the coffee table and slid it over to me said that this basically explains the gist of what we do we work through the justice department and the irs on behalf of our government your government your employer and uh, yes we are a subcontractor and uh, i start leafing through the pamphlet it's very grotesque to be quite honest imagery in this pamphlet and uh, I'm like okay wait a minute what's going on here I go, well we work for the court system sometimes the courts send down a sentence life plus one a sentence of life plus one means that the person must enter a lifetime of incarceration They've avoided the death penalty. It's not uh, it's not as uncommon as you think. 
Sometimes they get a life plus one sentence, which means they have to serve life. And then they, but after their death, they have to serve a second sentence. And that's where we come in. It's not possible for a human being with a limited lifespan to serve a second sentence after their death without, um, how should we say, and they sit on their coffee. Let me tell him, the other one said, without a little help. And that's where we come in. And they said to, to, to keep this as simple as possible. Have you ever read or seen the movies? Frankenstein, about Victor von Frankenstein. Reanimating a corpse to reanimate the life keep it as simple as possible and of course I said yes and where are we going with this I was just not in the mood uh, I laid the pamphlet down it was full of gory crime scene photos from serial killers rapists murderers I wasn't in the mood for this and this is obviously some kind of a joke and I said as much okay where's the punchline well what's the Who's going to jump out? Is there a guy over there going to jump out of that bag and surprise me? You know, boo -boo, like the ring or something. You know, some kind of Japanese American horror prank. You know, with a girl with long hair. And, and they interrupted me. And they said, no, <laughs> no, no. We assure you we're very legit. We, uh, we are a legit company. Here's our business cards. They both pulled them out and slid them across the table. We need to recruit two more members. We just cannot keep up with the demand for our services. There is just, you know, there's just only so much two people can do in the world. We don't, we're just, we're, we're up to our necks and, and work. And, uh, well, let's say it this way. Even though crime, violent crime, in this country has trended down over the years, the instances of extremely violent crime, say crimes that reach the level of true malevolence and evil, those crimes that are not just crimes against a victim or victims, but crimes that reach the level of crimes against all of humanity, and we in the Infinity Group, we allow the court systems and the governments of the United States of America and other nations uh, in our other chapters to eke out a slight and subtle form of justice that can be a great deterrent to mm, the part of the demographic of the population that is quite keen on causing harm. You are serial killers, dictators, serial rapists, and the such. And the service is provided, and there's been a rise in these cases. For some reason, it's rather vogue to go for the record, become the greatest 
mass murderer in humanity to outdo the last man or woman who holds the record. And there's been quite a demand for our services. As this person was rambling, as they were both correcting each other and trying to say it a certain way, the duffel bag in the room moved again. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, let's just take it that you are legit or whatever. I'm not buying this. I think this is a prank or a joke. Okay, who's going to jump out of the bag? Is this like my boss, my one of my coworkers? Uh, what's the scam? Is this like a happy birthday? You, you want to jump scare? I'm scared. I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with this. What's going on with the bag? And they go, well, <laughs> we were hoping to get to that in our own time, but since you seem to be in a hurry, we, we, the only way is to actually show you. And uh, we brought one of our uh, clients with us. We brought somebody who was given the sentence of life plus one. Now, we need to you to be as calm as possible before we show you what we brought today. And we need you to remain calm. And they both got up really never took their eyes off me. I was twitching. They could tell I was not in the mood for this. And my hand went down to my side. Being left-handed, not my dominant hand, gave me a small advantage over people. Being right-handed, I kept my right hand up by my glasses, adjusting them. My left hand slid down to my side. It would be a quick motion to pull up my pants leg and grab my gun out of the holster with my left hand if needed. Just a few seconds advantage means a lot in a situation like this. And they didn't seem very concerned. They were more concerned with my mental health at this point. And they said, we really don't want you to have a an episode. <laughs> Some people have episodes of anxiety attacks. Um, psychotic breaks when we <laughs> unveil what we really do. And I think I'm fine. I've seen a lot of things in my time and uh, I get it. They undid the top of this canvas bag. And they let it, they opened it fully so that it would just drop to the floor and show the contents therein. And when they dropped it, in the bag was a pale, gray, ashy, white male. I don't want to go into much more discussion than that. His arms and legs were gone. He was just a body. Just a torso and a head. His eyes... This is the hard part. His eyes were open. His mouth gaped open. He couldn't talk. He couldn't make sounds. He could only breathe very hard and with difficulty. 
His eyes were locked on me. His lips formed the words. Help me. Help me. And he started to shake and convulse. And they pulled the bag back up. At this point, I leaped from my chair. My gun drawn, both hands on it, right centered in my body, pointing at both of them. You make one move and I will end this right now. Whatever this is, this will end right now. I thought I was going to pee my pants. I can't tell you how ashen, white, gray, lifeless, no blood in this body. They were tying the bag back shut, convulsing. And they said, look, it's not like we're being mean or anything. He just has to serve out his sentence. That's what life plus one means. Some crimes you don't get away with in this world. That's where we come in. It's very humanitarian. He's dead, so he doesn't count as a living human being anymore. We just reanimate the body and the mind enough that he can live out his sentence, and then we release him through cremation. Yeah, through cremation. They're real proud of that cremation part. Okay, I've had enough. I tell them that's a get, whatever this, get out of my house. And right then, the worst horror upon all horrors that could have happened, happened. My wife pulls in from work and parks them in. Oh, God, this is not funny. I go, okay, you two, Jamokes, you're, you're going to get these two bags. We're going to put them in the garage, okay, right now. And I and they said, but you got to put the gun down. Put the gun down. Like, it's, it's okay. And I, you know, I relax for a minute because it was starting to sink in that this wasn't a joke. They were really doing something here. Some supernatural Frankenstein voodoo and reanimating a corpse. It was sinking in just enough because I had to think fast on my feet because my wife is ten feet from the front door and there's a animated corpse in my front room. I shuffle them from the front room into the kitchen to the garage that goes out to the side of my house. And we put the bags out in the garage. They throw the bags. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And they just slam this horrible, grotesque thud across the floor. What's in the other bag? I said, I can't believe I asked. Well, that's his arms and legs. I mean, you know, it's we're not we're not devils here. We, we 
have to keep him together so that he could be interred when the sentence is over. I mean, that's the other parts. I'm like, oh, and I said a horrible word that I will not say in this storytelling because I don't want to offend my sweetest friends with horrible language. But I said the most foul, foul language at this point in the story. And I thought I was going to throw up because it was, oh, did it smell when it hit the floor. Okay, we shut the door, get in the living room, shut your mouth. And of course, my wife by then is coming in as we're sitting down, grabbing our coffee, acting like everything's normal. And she goes, oh, well, who's here? And I go... Oh, just doing a little study with these men. Uh, something for work. We're really busy. Uh, we're trying to wrap it up. Uh, you know, um, why don't you go get changed? You know, your work clothes. I don't know how you like to keep, uh, you know, keep them from wrinkling. And <laughs> and she was like wanting to, to meet everyone. And they jumped right up to introduce themselves. And I'm about ready to come unglued. And... I realized then I've got my gun stuck in my front pants pocket with my left hand still on it. I'm lucky I didn't blow a hole in my own thigh. And I relaxed and I took, okay, and everybody shook hands. We did some niceties and then she said, well, I'll let you get back to what you're doing. And yeah, because I'm just wrapping this up. You know, see, I just got to wrap this up. She could tell I was really unnerved but I was a good enough actor to she thought maybe this was something weird for work and she knows I do weird things for work I told these two okay I'm gonna open up the garage door she's in the back room in the bedroom uh, get them those bags out of my garage and uh, get the hell out of here We'll finish this up tomorrow. I picked up their brochure and their business cards. I shoved them together and crammed them into my pocket. Lifted my pant leg and reholstered my gun. Get that out of my house. They went out the front door and I went to the garage and opened up the garage door. Right then my wife came out and said, what's going on? Why are you opening up the garage door? I'm like, well, you know, what are those guys carrying out of the garage? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And uh, I said, it's just a Halloween prank thing and don't worry about it. And they're leaving. The men popped the trunk on their car, loaded the two bags, got in their car, waved and left. Okay, all right. I tell my wife everything's fine. It was just a weird prank from the office. Don't worry about it. And she went, okay. Luckily, it was two men, not women. Then she would think I was doing something naughty. Oh, my God. So she goes, okay, well, I'm going to go get finish getting changed, and then I'm going to get the lawn chairs out of the garage. And we can sit out in the driveway and give the kids 
a Halloween candy. That was kind of a little tradition we did. It's easier to sit out in the garage and, you know, we can see the neighbors come all come out. And it's just kind of nice. Oh, that's great. So I, okay, I'm going to go out the garage. I'll get the chairs all set up. Okay. I go out in the garage and I realized that when they threw one of the bags in the garage, one of the arms of this man was in the middle of my garage, clawing its way towards the wall, and I nearly had a stroke. This gray, nasty, putrid arm animated, alive, convulsing and moving on its own, working its way across the garage. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I try to grab a plastic bag off the wall. It's grocery bag. It's not big enough. Okay. Um, thinking on my feet. Okay. I'm not touching this thing. I don't care what's going on here. I'm fumbling for my cell phone and at the same time out in the garage looking for a trash bag, a lawn bag, something. And I get a bag that we normally use for leaves in the fall and I shove kick kind of knock this arm into the bag barely get it in the bag and close it up with my hands and my wife comes out behind me what are you doing she says I'm like I'm on the phone Uh, they left something here Uh, they're going to have to come back for it and I'm holding this bag that at this point starts fidgeting in my hand. She goes, what is it? Is there a rat in there? What'd you do, catch a possum? I'm like, no, 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 just, honey, just get the lawn chairs, go out and just, and what's that smell? She kept saying, oh my God, that smells awful. I was like, this has got to be a prank. I can't believe this is happening to me. I take the bag. I walk out to my trash can and I drop it down in with some twine holding it shut. Okay, I just wrap some twine, quick knot, throw it in the trash. We're sitting there 10 feet away from the trash can, you know, on the other side of my cars. I'm thinking about closing the garage door, but I want these guys to come back and get this. I text them, I text them, you know, they got to come back. Now I've got trick-or-treaters everywhere and this town car pulls up and one of the men gets out and I, you know, jump out of the lawn chair and I go over to the trash can and I fetch the bag and I go, here you go, uh, you guys and your pranks, you know, uh, you guys, uh, you got me. <laughs> and my wife's laughing, you, know, you guys are teenagers you gotta grow up I'm like you know how the guys at the office now they are and he takes the bag and he chuckles and they pop the trunk and he goes ah you know it's the one that got away (laughs) and he throws it in the trunk and they leave and 
I don't know what else to tell you. I will tell you this. After a short phone call with the two gentlemen offering to show me their facilities, offering to walk me through the process, offering to show me the science behind it, the use of old alchemy spells combined with modern science. And I said, I don't have to see any of that because I already stamped the approval on the report and I never want to see any of you people again. And I know it's not fair to tell you this story. But that's the way I remember it. I don't think I had a psychotic break, per se. But I definitely had what you may call a brain fart. Where my mind just said, we're gonna, we're just gonna put this one away. And forget it ever happened. The Infinity Group got their money. They were able to hire more members to their team. And my report was <clears throat> glowing. I got a nice thank you card in the mail and a letter saying if I ever needed their services, consider them friends. And uh, they're always available for coffee or yeah, a dinner. They'd like to take me out. For a nice, my wife, my wife and I out for a nice, you want to take my wife and I out for a nice dinner? What the hell kind of conversation are we going to have? And then I realized they probably don't get to socialize much. And when they do, they certainly can't talk shop. And that's the way I remember that. And that's my story. Let that be a warning, kids. Let that be a warning. I hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. And until I speak to all of you again, stay safe. Behave. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it and to rate or review it on your podcast player of choice. Those small things only take a few minutes and they really do help our podcast grow. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash We have also started uploading earlier podcast episodes to YouTube. Another one goes up every Thursday night at youtube.com slash ASMR Links to connect with us on social media 
and to take a look at our merchandise can be found in the show notes. The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tiradvihuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels and his entire staff, thank you.